Ой, что это что он спирачит? Ты шел. А по часть того, что он спирачит, порез. Уит Ялрос, Адам Тойдброун. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Conspiracy, the show. I'm Adam Todd Brown. Who are you? Connor McSpadden, back in the trap. Happy to be here with everybody once again. Hell yeah. Trying to time my drink of water before I get introduced as Adam. <laughs> as soon as Adam snaps into business mode when he goes into the show and I go, oh, fuck, I got to get some water down before I got to start talking. It's tradition. Old CTS tradition. <laughs> How have you been, man? I've been uh, I've been all right, dude. Just uh, just hold up in uh, Hollywood, surrounded by zombie hype beasts, and trying to keep on keeping on. How about you, man? I, I've I've got it on good authority that you've uh, been putting down two bags of tabletop vape weed a day. So what's the day looking like for you? Because I feel like two full, and they come out in these big fucking bags. Like how big is the bag when you get it blown all the way up? Uh, it's pretty substantial. It looks like circus cotton candy or something <laughs> yeah 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 so two of those fuck man that's just a lot of just like the cubic air of a room it's a significant amount you know it's it's a it's a lot of weed i did that once like all the air in a refrigerator's worth of weed i did two bags in a row and you know thinking i smoke a ton of weed already so i'll be fine and i don't smoke a ton of weed that way and yeah. <laughs> it uh, kind of ended my day. I feel like at that point you could feel the 5G waves. You'd be you'd be operating at like a neurological level where, okay, I'm now tuned into these. I'm seeing ultraviolet light out of the corner of my eye. Yeah, that's what we're talking about today. We, we did an episode about 5G before. Uh, I believe we did, yeah. We did it with the, uh, the guy from RT. Yes. Lee Camp. And probably got ourselves on a list of some sort. But here's the thing. We did it with someone from RT. We might be on a good list in Russia. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You never, I try to kind of play all sides of the fence here, you know, and whoever, whatever, whatever coup is going to take over and establish itself. It's like, well, look, I mean, I might talk big on the internet, but I'm not going full into the cyberpunk anarchy life. Like I'll have to sell out to a different man and I want to see kind of which horses are lobbying for position. Yeah, you got to keep your options open Yeah, in this political climate. Yeah, we, we did that episode about 5G, and we're talking about 5G again today, but we're talking about 5G as it relates to coronavirus. My favorite thing about this kind of theory is that it's like people just argue that it has like a Diet Coke Mentos effect that's invisible uh, with this virus. <laughs> like it's just uh, the combination of the two is is going it's going to activate something or people think it's going to be linked to the chip, the uh, the the vaccine chip to see if you're OK to enter the you won't be able to go to a sporting event or a concert or anything or the right. grocery store if you don't have one of these things. And then there'll be and it's it's all certainly there. It's got all the ingredients. Ingredients. I mean, it's every. It's a putting a chip in you, is some new kind of Skynet thing to try to track your every move. So it's it, it's it's compelling stuff. I mean, it's it's it, you certainly you see how it's captivated the American imagination so quickly. Yeah, it's one of those conspiracies where there's a lot of moving parts that I don't necessarily disagree with. Yeah, but the basic idea that five G causes coronavirus, I don't buy that. No, nor I. 
I mean, I, it's one of these things with anything. I mean, it's uh, you look at something happening and you look at like, oh, like, well, who would benefit from this and what are they doing to benefit from this? And they've obviously already got the wheels in motion because that's what the uh, the forces in power do is they take advantage of these bad situations in order to further their agenda. And uh, that's all started happening now. And now it makes it very difficult to tease out any, like, okay, well, just because they're playing it like it happened like this, does that mean it really happened like that? Or are they just trying to make you think it so they could do sneak over here and do this? It's all very convoluted and it's tough to tease out what's actually going on with all the shady shit that is coming out about people's response to the virus. Yeah. And the concerns people have about governments exploiting this outbreak for authoritarian means, I think those are perfectly well-founded. Oh, yeah. We're seeing that happen all over the fucking world right now. It's a very valid thing to be concerned about. And Whitney Webb actually did some really, uh, really cool independent journalist has had all these crazy, you know, um, uh, broke some details about the uh, Maria Farmer's accounts of uh, uh, the abuse of uh, Jeffrey Epstein and had some very interesting stuff about this obscure government agency like the Bureau for Artificial Intelligence, I think was, was something with that in there and uh, about how they've, they've basically been pitching and she got this information through Freedom of Information Act requests like a, a scenario where like, well, look, we got to stay competitive with China. This is a pretty good sort of uh, framework to introduce a similar social credit score system and you have to think like, well, does it make sense for them to do this so they can do that or do they have a bunch of guys ready trying to figure out how to do that and this is one of the scenarios that they've accounted for you know like you have to do a little correlation causality work you know with some of this stuff and just you know be, be as aware of you can as what's of, of 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 who's trying to you know take advantage of it yeah i mean it's a thing that happens anytime there's a huge tragedy in this country oh yeah the, the patriot act went through congress like three days after 9-11 it was like crazy quick to write 900 page but you know right that had like that was obviously they were just waiting for the moment to spring that on us and regardless of how it happened 9-11 was the moment they needed to make that happen and it's the same thing with coronavirus like it's almost beside the point who started it and yeah how it got here the things they're doing in response to it are the important part i mean yeah there's so many different i mean uh, the dnc capitalized on it certainly to uh kind of force bernie's hand and force him out of the race by not postponing elections and putting people at risk and sort of tying it to the whole political contest with joe biden in the lead and basically you know putting him in a situation where i think any moral person would have to go well i have the power to stop all these people from going to the polls and doing this and and it's obviously looking bad, so I'm going to bow out. And you go like, well, the DNC didn't fucking cause coronavirus. Just did, They just <laughs> saw that this happened. Yeah. Or maybe they did. I'm sure. Look, who fucking knows? They, 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 somebody's got a hand in everything. But uh, yeah, they, they just saw how this was playing out. And so like, oh, well, here's the chess move that we make with this fucking new board that we're all playing on. Yeah. And it's like we're going to welcome a lot of it. Like the social, oh, yeah. the contact tracing apps like if that gets us back to watching baseball games in the summer motherfuckers will download that app to their phone and it's like all right but then are they going to turn it off after this epidemic is over or is it just going to trace other things i'm personally hoping that we get to see some sort of like craig you know there's different code for different kinds of craigslist ads i'm, I'm personally hoping there's finally one for someone who does like garage de-chippings 
you know, where he'll like jailbreak your fucking Corona chip and, uh, you know, leave the part that boops you at the door, but get rid of the stuff that tracks you. And, you know, he's got like a weird black market Mexican surgery rig set up with trash cans and, you know, Formula 409 and shit. It's just completely. Yeah, I think like the that kind of thing is like probably going it's at least going to happen once. There's going to be a few crazy guys like, you know doing a little backyard surgery on this. That's where it's taking us. Yeah, and the way technology is headed, people are going to have to make some pretty big decisions. Like, do you want your phone to be dust that's inserted into your head surgically? Because if you do, you're going to be like a superhuman. And if you don't, you're not. You're just going to be a dumbass who's still carrying a phone around like a fucking peasant. All this Neuralink stuff, it's terrifying, man. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, if you want to adapt and become a, you know, weird Reddit Akira god, then, uh, you know, you're going to have to be if you want to compete in the marketplace and get employment. And uh, it's going to be very strange seeing what the experience is like for people, seeing who the experience is available to and and what limits and controls are placed on it by the people that invent it and market it and... All this shit. And it's just going to be, it's just going to boil down to a bunch of weird decisions you have to make. And, you know, like looking at everything else you've got in your house, your fucking Alexa, your iPhone, it's like, yeah, you know, you know, you, you think you're probably going to go along with it. You, you think yeah. you'll probably get there eventually. You'd be like, ah, fucking whatever. You know, I might as well just fucking get spied on and die with all my friends. You know, uh, I don't really want to move to the woods and eat spam all the, you know, like, you want to participate in culture and society. You have some level of investment in the world. You have people with different, you know. So whatever it comes down to, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. I feel like the at least the health concerns around five G in their original form, because health concerns about five G predate coronavirus by years. Sure. Yeah. It's it's a new frequency of radiation that's going to be in mass use everywhere. It's a valid thing to want to study the effects of. You know, it's going to give a couple lab rats cancer, make sure it's cool. And that shouldn't surprise anyone. Every time there's a new generation of this technology, there's articles about the potential health risks of that technology. I found an article from Wired.com from September 2003 that was about the health risks of 3G signals. And like, <laughs> yeah. I'd rather die than use 3G now. So, Oh, yeah. And they'll be like, look, now it might seem tempting to download your sexy lady wallpapers <laughs> at a slightly faster pace than you've been accustomed to on your Samsung flip device. But I just don't think it's it's prudent to introduce this level of radiation into uh, into civilized society like this. It, it, it is kind of like the sky is always falling. You know, you can always look back and like, oh, people have been predicting the end of the world forever. And it's like, well, at some point, it, like, you know, things happen like it, it, it falls sometimes pieces of it fall sometimes. Like, when is it really going to fucking when is it really? You know, is it 6G? Is that when it's too fast? Is it like, what What are we going to do? You, you know, it's. And the thing is, like, with something like 3G, it seems like, oh, yeah, well, we survived it and we're fine. But none of this stuff has been around long enough for us to really know if it's completely healthy. I mean, how long does it take to get cancer from cigarettes? You know, like 20 years at least. Yeah. And it'll it'll be a long time before we really know if vaping is bad for us. Like, it seems better now. Oh, yeah. But it could end up being a thing in the future. I mean, that's those are dice I'm willing to roll when it, the <laughs> o- other option is smoking cigarettes. Hey, but you're, you're talking to Kenny Rogers himself over here, all right? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a cop. 
I get it. So, yeah, it's not surprising that people are looking for health concerns in 5G. And I think it's that's kind of a separate issue from 5G causes coronavirus, which yeah. that I find hard to believe. That you could radiate a virus into somebody, you know what I mean? Like just with by shooting radiation at something, uh, create within them a uh virus that will populate itself and reproduce and attack and it's just well how, how do you do that i've never heard of anyone you know any other kind of like virus laser i mean i guess that you know sounds like something that's somebody's probably working on you know in a in a nondescript office park somewhere with some darpa money but i don't know it just seems a little uh, i've seen nothing about it that's compelling in terms of an explanation for coronavirus causing 5g or, or vice versa sorry and i feel like it's one of those conspiracy theories that's really easy to kind of shoot down right out of the gate yeah because the reason people argue that coronavirus is caused by 5g is there's this leap in logic where oh well 5g was launched in wuhan at the exact same time this virus started in wuhan so if only it had been the shamrock shake it would be a much funnier (laughs) and it's like it was launched for starters it was launched in several cities at the same general time the chinese government made an announcement about that but also it was commercially launched in november 2019 which means it had been tested for months and months and months before that. Where are all the cases from people getting it while it was being tested? You can't really have it both ways. It's kind of one detail that's, you know, it's certainly tied to some shadowy people and agendas. I mean, it's a big new technology. Everyone wants a piece of that. Everyone wants to figure out who's going to buy that and what they're going to do with it. But just the fact that it was in the neighborhood of this happening and around the same time it uh it's just all kind of gotten dredged together and it's like well yeah look it's all interesting it's going to affect it in somewhere or another but it's i certainly don't see like the point of <laughs> like becoming a full-on tinfoil hat kind of like luddite unabomber guy over it just because it's suspicious or interesting yeah it strikes me more as a coincidence than yeah. anything else and like If you've listened to this show enough, you know I'm not above believing a conspiracy theory. (laughs) Talking to a couple of Elvis truthers over here. Exactly. But like this just doesn't work for me. Like I don't I don't get how you explain the fact that this was being tested for like Australia was testing 5G in fucking 2018. Like, where are all the cases? leading up to the commercial launch i mean that's a pretty big sample size in australia it's like 400 500 people i mean that should be enough to deduce at least some of the dangers and i feel like if there's a conspiracy theory related to the rollout of 5g it's that it's not necessarily good for a government if all of their people have access to high-speed internet Because it's a great way to oppress people, for one thing, if they don't have access to the same technology that the rest of the world does. Yeah. And it's a good, like, it's the same thing. I I always talk about how, like, a lot of these right-wing websites look like they were built to operate on internet from 1997. And that's because (laughs) when you get out into these rural areas that don't have high-speed internet... Those are the websites that are going to load faster as opposed to your fancy CNNs and 
Oh, you can get Drudge Report like that on yeah. a BlackBerry. You know, like it's like fucking, it's so simple, you know? So it makes sense for not just our government, but any government to kind of encourage people in those areas to maybe hold off on adopting that right away. Yeah, well, I mean, it is like with, with with new technology and just when it becomes so integrated into work and our culture, it's like if you don't have it, it really you really are like kind of a, a peg down in life. Like if you don't have if you don't have a smartphone, if you you got to walk to the library to do your schoolwork, I mean, it really fucks you. And if this is like the huge step forward that it's kind of being heralded as, and you know, I'm talking about it's kind of the key to artificial intelligence and transmuting such high speed, you know, high bit rate computations back and forth so quickly, it's going to unlock a lot of different crazy possibilities. And it kind of sounds like one of these things where it's like, well, if you don't have the 300 bucks, uh, sorry, what to tell you? I mean, yeah, you can wait in line and uh, go go use one at the uh, city hall if you got to pay a parking ticket, but that's about it, you know, or whatever it is. Yeah, people don't think about computers and internet that way, but there's still a huge segment of the population that doesn't have internet access and doesn't have, you're even seeing it with kids during coronavirus, like they're being asked to learn at home. And some of these parents are like, I don't have a fucking computer. Like, I don't, I can't get on a goddamn Zoom meeting. I don't have a laptop. And it's like, that's where we're still at in this country. And I feel like we wouldn't mind keeping it that way for a while. Yeah, we've never had a problem with just kind of like compartmentalizing off a good 20% or whatever it is of, of the people in this country and just going like, well, that's just how it works for them. It's really a shame, <laughs> you know, like, that's about, and that's about all that ever happens, you know? Hey, everybody. This is Adam, host of this podcast. Did you know there's a new way to subscribe to Conspiracy the Show? Head to conspiracy.supercast.tech, and for just $3 a month, you get every episode of Conspiracy the Show, including bonus episodes, completely ad-free. Not sure if you know this, but as of right now, there are still nearly 40 episodes of this show that have never been released publicly. So, if you're looking for a way to occupy all that newfound free time you have, we can totally help. Again, head to conspiracy.supercast.tech and sign up today for just $3 a month. Or, as always, to get everything the Unpops Network has to offer for one still insanely low price, check out patreon.com slash unpops. Either way, thanks for listening and thanks for the support. We love you. Let's get back to the show. So the conspiracy theories about this started circulating in general back in January when journalist Jordan Sather tweeted about how a UK government-related company called Purbright Institute in Surrey, England, filed a patent for coronavirus in 2015 and that it was granted in 2018. And that's true, but that tweet was from January, which is when this started really becoming news in other parts of the world. And a common thing that was happening at that time was people would see the word coronavirus and go, oh, well, this is, we've been dealing with this thing forever. And it's not that. It's that coronavirus is a family of diseases. The common cold is coronavirus, MERS, which is Middle East Respiratory 
syndrome fucking racist much uh SARS. i didn't realize it was it was broken down regionally like that middle eastern respiratory syndrome yeah i think because it only spread maybe it's it either started in the middle east or didn't spread too far outside the middle east i'm surprised any virus could start in the middle east like those, those don't seem like good virus breeding conditions no it's not very wet there's not like a bunch of goopy everything's very dry right you know yeah Good for that virus, overcoming the odds. <laughs> that is impressive. Yeah. You know, you don't hear a lot of viruses breaking. It's like, oh, wow, he's from Nashville, and he just made it work the old-fashioned way. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's impressive. But yeah, that you saw these kind of mix-ups a whole lot back in January when this was starting. There was another one where Canada was blamed for starting it because they had there was an article about a lab in Canada working on coronavirus but they were working on MERS. There was a headline that people were tweeting that said, uh, scientists predict coronavirus will not spread. And people were like, oh, fucking stupid scientists, you messed this one up. But again, they were talking about MERS, and it did not spread. So the scientists were right. If you can believe that, Twitter got it wrong. Yeah, and and then it's just like people being unable to hold like the concept. Like, well, I'm already used to calling it this, so <laughs> I'm pretty much done. the 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 neural uh, pathways are hardened and impermeable, and I cannot hold the idea that it is a family of a. Uh, it is. We are talking about the Kobe of the coronavirus that is the Lakers of viruses. You know, like yeah, it's it's a completely different thing, and that's. That's where these conspiracy theories started, because a lot of them, like there's one that suggests that Bill Gates is trying to depopulate the earth, and he, the backup for that is this patent that was filed by a group that they claim is funded by the Gates Foundation, and one, they're not funded by the Gates Foundation, and two, the patent they filed was for a form of coronavirus that only affects birds, and here's the thing, fuck birds, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. So imagine if that, well, you're just, you work in that lab and you're like, man, I can't believe we were chasing the veterinary angle this entire time. We fucked up. We could have been <laughs> yeah. light years ahead of the research, but we were trying to come up with like a very obscure rural farm vaccine. <laughs> yeah. The, my favorite version of this conspiracy theory though, is that, I mean, all of the QAnon stuff is fascinating because like when Tom Hanks got it first, I was like, oh, here we go. These motherfuckers are going to, yeah. this is going to turn into some Pizzagate shit. And it did. And then Tom Hanks wasn't arrested and he's just like back home making Jamaican rap songs with Chet <laughs> Hayes or whatever yep, the fuck. Bonding. Yeah. And the theory there was that uh, celebrities favorite drug is this thing called adrenochrome. Well, you see, Adam, it's made from the adrenal glands of abused and abducted children, and it uh, enables you to be super smart and live forever. Correct. And they're all doing this stuff to keep a competitive edge. And a team of white hat hackers tainted the elite supply of adrenochrome with COVID-19, and that's how this spread. Hack, it's, it's nice when you can hack a uh, virus into a uh, drug made out of... Uh, the minds of of murdered and abused children that's that's always that's a really impressive feat to digitally implant a three-dimensional virus in uh i guess what do you keep adrenochrome in like a vial i mean i feel like maybe they have these people live on big country estates maybe a mason jar you know see i like to imagine there's just like an actual bottling plant somewhere 
that spits out a really glitzy looking product and only the elites have access to it. Oh yeah. And they just, they murder the staff of the factory every six months and yeah. uh, just replace them. Yeah. Cause what happens if you get pulled over and you just have a vial of liquid, like that's going to be questioned. So if it can just look like an energy drink, no one's going to give a shit. That'd be cool. A cop who only, he works in a really nice neighborhood and from all the drug busts, he gets addicted to adrenochrome. <laughs> he ends up trying to find his way to the top. Let's write it, man. This could be good. This could be eyes wide shut meets minority report. Uh, yeah. A little bit of limitless in there. We should try adrenochrome too. I mean, obviously. I mean, if it was in front of me, I'd be like, well, it's already been made. I mean, and yeah, if I, I don't want to be, rude. I don't do it. Then one of these people is going to look, I'm not them so i mean i'm not gonna be going on a bender trying to get more i'm just trying to get rid of this stuff get out of it's a shame to waste it i mean you yeah. know i could do a trip i could do i could do an adrenochrome trip report on erowid i could be the first guy <laughs> so around the same time all of this was happening an article went up on a french conspiracy website called les moutons Erosés, <laughs> which means the rabid sheep loosely it apparently loosely translates to the rabid sheep okay they posted an article suggesting that 5G technology and COVID-19 could be related because 5G went live in Wuhan around the same time the virus reportedly started there. Uh, two days later, a Belgian newspaper reported the same thing. I, had, I, had, I remember similar claims in the Zoolander caused 9-11 theory. That's a real theory, isn't it? Uh, it's probably. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I guess it might be. I guess you got to be careful. Just about everything's been gotten to at this point. <laughs> but... This, again, like the, the point in history they're referring to is the commercial launch of 5G, which is absolutely not going to happen without massive testing of 5G in those areas first. So unless it's even like drilled down a little further where, well, they tested it, and then in November they flipped the 5G coronavirus switch. And it's like, okay, that, I don't know, it, I, I, I can't explain how... If this virus was caused by 5G, how it wouldn't have spread when it was being tested? I don't know why no one asked these people that question. Yeah, I mean, outside, I mean, what's your theory? They're just killing everybody that has it in the town or keeping it quiet or shooting them with the heart attack gun or what, what, what do you think they're doing? You know, like, how did they, how did all of that shake out fine? Is it the strong immune system of the Australian man that fought it off? I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's all, it's all very interesting. They're very, they're just stuck on this idea. They keep, like, they just keep kind of throwing concepts at this connection hoping that the will permeate the uh, kind of group media mind and stir disarray. And in all fairness, one of the arguments people use to debunk this, I don't think actually holds up that well, which is that, well, a place like Iran, they have no 5G. They're just now starting to talk about it. How would it spread there? And I think that's kind of a weak argument because it doesn't speak to the origin of the disease. Like it could have started in Wuhan because of 5G and just spread to yeah. Iran. But even then, the way it spread in Iran was one merchant who traveled from China back to Iran, and it spread like it's one of the biggest outbreaks in the Middle East. If it's that contagious and spreads that quickly, you don't need 5G towers to spread <laughs> this thing. Clearly. Yeah, it's got a grassroots marketing campaign. It was cigarettes sell themselves. You know, I don't know if you need the, yeah. the backup from the Wi-Fi brigade. If it's just if yeah, like literally just there's a they've they found the patient zero and it's just one merchant that brought it in. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, just one guy now it's completely out of control. And so how without five G technology did it spread so fast there? 
Like that's yeah. that's the question to ask about Iran, not oh, why did they have it if it was started by 5G? Why would you need 5G to spread it if it can spread that fast somewhere that doesn't have it? Like building these towers would just be really unnecessary overkill. Yeah. When you could just fucking send a dude with the coughs on a bus <laughs> in the country of your choice and there you go. Yeah, man, load up some bootleg Pikachu's and uh, get to work, Johnny Appleseed. And it, it would also like if this is how 5G spreads, the people behind this conspiracy would be putting themselves right in harm's way because 5G is going to be everywhere, like within a year. Yeah. Then what? Does adrenochrome keep you safe? Oh, yeah. And, you, and it turns into, uh, you know, a zombie game where you got to get the, the shot every 24 hours or you're going to turn, you know. Who fucking know? I mean, I, I think it'll just, they'll, 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 it'll come out nothing will happen really but then more weird things will happen in general and they'll start linking it all together and it'll just grow off to be one one new branch of the sort of conspiracy theory tree uh you know there's there's kind of a few central trunks of things that are like you know all agreed upon to be fucked up about the government and corrupt and then you know some people are like well that's because of the wealth inequality and that's that whole branch over here and it's all that shit nested on it. and then there'll there'll just be a new 5g branch of people that think that you know yeah and however big it is and however long it lasts and however however much comes of it i mean all remains to be seen but it's definitely not slowing down these people are already really emotionally committed to being correct about this uh yeah. you know like once you see people really making it like a part of their identity and just like no fuck you like it, it's really people are committed now so it's just gonna it's gonna be around for however long it uh you know can keep it up I'm, I'm sure someone will be throwing stuff at it the easiest to refute conspiracies are always the ones that attract the most fervent supporters like sandy hook and like QAnon. like QAnon is a fucking doomsday cult at this point yeah like every six to eight months they're like it's happening november 17th baby mark your calendars 10 days of darkness and then that passes and they're like all right but this is a sunday 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 (laughs) sunday 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 pedophiles arrested in mass globally JFK Jr. is hopping off the jet and into the ring, and he's unmasking every Hollywood elitist involved in the global pedophile network. Network. And here's the thing. If that happened, this would be a whole new podcast come next week. Oh, nobody would be more excited than me if it was like, did you hear they're doing another 10 Days of Darkness in March, but Shocker and Gravedigger are going to go at it? Like, I'd be completely all in for it but yeah it was kind of interesting i I, i've not followed i've tried to keep uh (laughs) my my brain pure as i can with q QAnon stuff but basically from what i understand it was a trip code on 4chan that was was kind of leaking details that seemed somewhat correct and then nobody really knows who the person is anymore it's all very uh, anonymous and it's uh everyone has all these crazy theories and it's just now it's like people with bigfoot shoes going around making footprints to fuck with the guys trying to find bigfoot it feels like a government operation of some sort. Yeah. Not necessarily ours, but someone is behind that and they're very interested in seeing what they can get those people to do and believe. Yeah. And so far they're fucking great at it. I mean, seems to like it seems like there's been some sort of things that have lined up or been proven somewhat true or like, you know, like the, like it did like this was a person that had insider info is what I'm saying at one point. And there seems to be some level of that or whatever that I would hope at least has given people faith in this whole kind of idea. 
Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's exactly the kind of thing that you would probably do to, you know, sort of seed, uh, uh, disenchantisement with the government and, and, you know, sort of make people skeptical of things. And yeah, you know, just cre- create general chaos and propaganda. I mean, it, it absolutely lines up with something that our government or some other government or, I don't know, some rogue faction within our own government or maybe I, with everything, I always like to assume it's just a bunch of 24 year olds and shit got way out of hand. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's also always a thing to think about is it's like 12 dudes that all have just sleep with a gun under their pillow, you know? <laughs> that would actually be the most comforting explanation. Yeah. For me as well, I think. Just kids fucking around. But yeah. this 5G and coronavirus thing is kind of shaping up to be that same thing because in what's happening in England right now is people are going out and literally burning 5G towers down or whatever yeah. they look at and perceive to be a 5G tower. Sometimes yeah, it's just got, a regular I, cell phone tower. I think they got a tower records, actually. <laughs> 77 of these things have been burned down so far in Holy shit. England. That is a lot. I mean, that is like a pretty big, that is a pretty big wave of domestic terrorism when you think about it. It really is. And it's, I think the reason it's taken off, this theory has taken off so much there is because of David Icke. Like, yeah, he's still a pretty prominent figure in England and he's very adamant that COVID-19 is not real. It's, it's, there never was a virus and that this is all being spread with 5G technology, and it's a means of basically ushering in an authoritarian state all around the world. Yeah. And I do share his concerns about how governments are reacting to this. Absolutely. I mean, it does feel like we are getting closer to a place where, I mean, there's all been all these tensions for so long between the U.S. and all these different countries, but it does feel like at this point we're getting to a place where it's like, well, dominoes are going to have to start falling soon because it's like we're coming up upon some like absolutes and like these longstanding tentative, like, you know, trade with China has gotten fucking crazy. It's uh, already like a low scale trade war. And it seems like something's going to happen there. I mean, there's uh, who goddamn knows what Russia's doing with all these weird, you know, crazy Russiagate theories and all this shit that the uh, Democrats have been pushing or looking into, how much veracity there is there. It does feel like it's about to start going like someone's taking a Sudetenland here of some kind pretty soon. You know, maybe a digital one and maybe a, you know, a financial one, but it seems like it's coming. Yeah, there's a document I bring up all the time on this show called, uh, I think it was called The New American Century. Was this the one, I was thinking about a document we bring up a lot about that guy who said that first we'll use uh, the threat of communist terror and then it'll be just like regular terrorism and then it'll be aliens. Like in terms of like these weird like scapegoats for the American public to continue endless war. And he, and we I remember it was really interesting because it was this like CIA guy in his deathbed and it was like first two things all kind of panned out and then it would be like, you know, Islamic radical terrorism. And then the last one was aliens. And then you see all this UFO stuff and you're like, is that, is that how they're going to play this? Or are they going to convince us that there's, they're going to fly a couple experimental saucers over LA and then get us all to be completely subservient. Like it would work. I don't know. I mean, I'm not risking it. I don't want to get blown up by fucking alien. That is one of the key moments in the new world order conspiracy involves the people behind that at some point projecting an image in the sky that can be seen everywhere like all around the world at the same time and it's going to be like the voice of god explaining why all religions are wrong and what like he's here to tell us 
the truth. I think it's called Project Blue Beam or something like that, but that is part that is kind of how the new world order is to be ushered in is by this presence in the sky. Feels like the start of like a really over the top like puffy video from 1998. <laughs> oh yeah. Hype Williams is going to direct the new world order. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, what were you saying? The project for the new American century though was this document that was written in 1997 by among other people Dick Cheney, Donald Rumsfeld and Paul Wolfowitz. Okay. And what they said in that document and this came out, I think, in 99. They wrote it in 97. They listed all of these countries that the United States over the next 20 years or so is going to have to engage in conflict with in order to keep our position as the most powerful country in the world. And for one, they said this would all be a lot easier if we had another Pearl Harbor. And then 9-11 happens. So yeah. They basically got their Pearl Harbor. And yep. when that when 9-11 happened, they started kind of systematically, we as a government, no matter who's been in office, have been kind of systematically taking down each of these countries. And the last one left is China. So mm. it's very possible that like it doesn't I don't think it's crazy to suggest this is building up to some kind of conflict with China. No, I don't think it's crazy at all. I mean, you, you, I guess you just wonder what in this day and age that looks like with the advent of nuclear weapons and all of this crazy drone technology we have, like what we really do if it's more of like a financial kind of a trade war, if it becomes a, a thing where we, we're trying to EMP each other or shut down each other's electrical grids or, or it stage some kind of like coup or or, or global market walkout in support of the other. I mean, it's all really fucking strange. And there's so many aspects of our commerce and our culture and our fucking, you know, just the way the world is set up is, is inexorably linked together. And all of these, all these seams are rattling, you know, every aspect of the relay is, is fucking on the fritz right now. And you go like, well, somebody's about to just go fuck it and flip the, flip the table over and do something, you know? And it's really, yeah. especially with the Trumpet office, you'd never being able to suss out what the fuck he's going to do. It's just, it's, uh, yeah, you do, you do really feel like you're kind of living like five, six minutes to midnight here. Yeah. I mean, like even Mike Pompeo, who just came out recently and was like, I don't know. China might have done this intentionally. We'll see. Yeah. And what's interesting about that debate about whether this came from a lab in China is I think people get the terms uh, created in and released from confused sometimes. Yeah. Because it's very possible that this could have escaped from a lab accidentally without it being a thing that was handmade by the Chinese government. Yeah, this could have been a natural just lab accident kind of a, yeah. you know, mishap. And if we find out it's just that, like, what's our response going to be? Is that going to, like you said, turn into a heightening of the trade war? And then is that going to just turn into a real war? Like, yeah. it feels like we're headed for some sort of conflict with China over this. And like, I honestly, I understand why people would be like, did the U.S. government just do this so we could go to war with China? Like, are we losing patience? But it feels more to me like we're just seizing an opportunity to become the authoritarians we've always wanted to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've we've spent so much time kind of consolidating the... Uh 
the the brute strength and the uh, and the influence of the uh, you know big American machine, it does feel like it's like all right. Well, when are we going to stop kind of fucking around and pretending, and when are we just going to make it like here's what everybody's doing, you know? And, and like as like well, yeah, just the 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 theater of politics has become so crazy and exaggerated and over the and it's just completely more blatantly than ever just you know like that one of my favorite little quotes is the uh, the entertainment division of the military industrial complex like it really is just yeah. so transparently uh just you know people not doing anything and making a big show of it yeah and one of the i guess the fallout from this particular conspiracy theory is david ike got his entire youtube channel deleted over this yeah and I mean that's that's a that's a big deplatforming. It's not quite like Alex Jones level, but I mean it's it's definitely he's got a huge sphere of influence back in England and the world over to some degree. And yeah, it's a pretty big guy to shut down. I'm kind of surprised he was still active. Yeah, and I I don't necessarily agree with his entire page being shut down. Yeah, um, I'm fine with videos that lead to you know people being harmed, being taken down. And I feel like a video suggesting coronavirus isn't real could potentially harm people. And, you know, I'm fine with that being censored on what is essentially a private, like YouTube's a private company. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, you're, you're playing in their sandbox for sure. It just, it feels like one of those things where we just keep setting these precedents where someone says something we don't agree with and we're like, can we just silence them? Can we just make it so no one ever hears that opinion ever again? And in some cases, it's warranted, but like in other cases, not so much. Yeah. And then it's kind of like once you're out of polite society, once you're not on Twitter, you're not on YouTube or Instagram and they've taken all your accounts down and you're, you've got a gab, <laughs> you got a gab account and, you know, a gum road and all this shit. It's like, it sort of it forces you into the company of people that are just kind of like reinforce that same kind of thinking or belief and like whatever, however valid it may be or however fucked up your, your deep platform may have been. But it definitely kind of like concentrates and metastasizes and accelerates this like whatever ideology you kind of send out there. It could, they get they sort of are forced underground and they get even more pissed off about how everything's out to get them. And honestly, at this point, they've got a little bit of a point, you know, with the the way that they've been shut down. So it's a really, it's a really tough line to walk. But yeah, I mean, uh, thing just from this well-known guy saying the virus isn't real. It's like, I, I do see how as a company, you just go like, we can't fucking be just letting this stack views, <laughs> you know? Well, there was also like, we passed uh SESTA FOSTA in this country in 2018 and i feel like that kind of reaches further into the internet than people realize because it there was for a long time this law that was written as part of the uh, communications and decency act or whatever janet reno passed and it was i think it's called section 230 and it basically exempts people who run websites from being prosecuted for the acts of people who use those websites oh interesting and that was the thing that protected people who ran websites forever on the internet like that was written i think in 96 or something and what happened when we passed sesta fosta is any sites like backpage or craigslist where there were sex workers advertising their wares Uh uh-huh 
any of those sites had to shut down because what Sesta Fosta did was it said, you know, if you're not doing enough to fight sex trafficking on your website, and if sex trafficking happens on your website, then you're going to be prosecuted along with those sex traffickers. Like that's direct government pressure on that particular group of internet operators, but it also attacks that section 230 protection where like if you're at YouTube, you could be thinking like, all right, well, if I leave that up, then I'm going to end up being prosecuted for spreading misinformation about the coronavirus. And those, along with all of this like censorship stuff that people are worried about, we've also been quietly passing laws that would like really harshly criminalize spreading misinformation about coronavirus or just spreading coronavirus. Like, so it, like, you almost have to kind of see YouTube's point. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, just from from coming from that perspective, it was a private company, and now just going seems to be a little bit wild westified with this uh, new bill. You'd you'd want to keep it uh, keep it safe and play it safe, and uh, I mean, they they've got a really interesting sort of checkered background with pulling people down and what they pull them down for and how they go about it and how hard it is to appeal the process and they've got their own interests and you know i'm sure that there's certain uh, people that a certain agenda that's counter to theirs that they don't necessarily want to promote and people with aligned ideas that they try to kind of push a little more give them a, a couple more front page spots when you just pop the site open and it's yeah it's all it's always kind of tough to to see where they're coming from but i mean with this it feels like pretty pretty clean cut and with david ike being such kind of just just a long time kook you know he's he usually operates in that just like coast to coast am so kooky it's like well this is just a good good time this is just yeah. fun to hear this guy you know go off about oh yeah lizards okay yeah sure that would be kind of kind of metal you know but uh yeah now he's fucking with a real crisis and it's what happens when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The most interesting thing I came across looking into specifically the, the David Icke situation is this YouTube channel or just this media presence called London Real. And they did an interview with David Icke. And by they, I mean Brian Rose. He's the guy behind this London Real company. And mm -hmm. what he's basically doing is taking this free speech argument and just kind of, it seems like he's kind of just using it to elicit money from his followers. Yeah, because he's talking about raising money for a digital rally, which is like, well, how much, that didn't cost a million dollars, you know, like... How much, how much does it cost to have a, a digital unpops live stream? You know, it's, free. It's pretty affordable. Yeah. 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 And there's a really interesting video I came across while I was looking into that, which is on another YouTube channel called Rebel Wisdom. And this guy kind of looked into what happened with London Real and Brian Rose and David Icke. And it's kind of fascinating. It plays out sort of like a 
episode of a true crime show, except instead of a guy murdering his wife for insurance money, it's a conspiracy theorist basically scamming his users on the premise that he's fighting for free speech. Yeah, which I mean, that's like not the worst kind of one man, uh, like a gospel, you know, fundraising preacher move. And this day and age is like, oh, yeah, go find a hot new conspiracy theory, stir the pot about it, make a big show about, you know, solidarity and what you want to do and what you're all about with no real details and, you know, get a bunch of angry people to hit the PayPal. Yeah, I, I can't decide if what this guy is doing is what I should be doing. Like, it does feel like a bit of an oversight. As someone who runs a conspiracy podcast, like, should I be in the park without my shirt on, like, yelling about the deep state and how people should donate on Twitch? Yeah, just the people should be zooming in on things and circling guys that look like you in the background of protests and events going like, is this, was that and Todd Brown? You know, yeah, you should have a, uh, a little army and all that. I think it would be fun. I mean, I think you'd be good at it. Because this fucking guy, I had to give my email address to watch this interview with David Icke on his website because YouTube has since taken it down. So you got to make an account and all that. And that was two days ago. I have gotten eight emails from this motherfucker (laughs) in two days. Wow. Well, there's a lot of news coming out, Adam, about the the reptilians and uh, their use of 5G. You know what? I would welcome news. What most of them are are emails telling me about how Brian Rose can help make all my dreams come true by mentoring me in starting my own business. Oh. And he has <laughs> I like when they also get into that, you know, when it's like like the it's like gas station with the taco just like, well, look, we we're into throwing down the man, but we got great house tipping formula that has never failed. Uh Yeah, and like I've thought about like putting together like a quick how to start a podcast thing and like selling it for like i don't know reasonable money yeah a hundred bucks let's say that's even pushing it sure he has a course about how to start a podcast the cheapest one is two thousand nine hundred and ninety seven dollars wow and there are two more two larger packages you have to get on the phone with someone at the company for them to tell you <laughs> how much it costs oh my god and like i can't think of what, what information $3000 could unlock for you about it like what i bet you've not heard of one of these podcasts that's taken that course tells you all the same shit you could easily read four and a half wired listicles and figure out yourself and then it's probably just a bunch of puffy kind of self-help directional kind of feel good shit that you then internalize and you know think that you did or you know just and then you probably just don't even start a podcast is probably what happens with most of these people yeah there are a bunch of scam complaints about these courses out there on the internet if you can believe that so that like just that alone feels exploitative yeah. to me. Like, oh, free speech is under attack. Give me three grand so I can tell you how to start a podcast and take eight weeks doing it. <laughs> like, it doesn't take eight weeks to start a fucking podcast, no. pal. No. I, it takes eight eight days max. I did all right the podcasting game, and it, it took us about, uh, yeah, it took us about a week. <laughs> yeah. It's not that complicated. No. And this video that looked into all of this 
like I said, it's on a YouTube channel called Rebel Wisdom. The video is called David Ike in London Real, an investigation. And it's a really interesting video. This guy did a lot of fucking research into how this YouTube channel responded to David Icke being banned from YouTube. And the way they responded was to basically use it as a means of raising money from their followers. And the guy in the video is David Fuller. He's the founder of Rebel Wisdom. And basically, after this first interview with David Icke was taken down, Brian Rose announced that he was going to interview Icke again and that he was launching something called the Digital Freedom Platform as part of a crowdfunding effort to pay for the live stream, which live streams are not that expensive. I mean, I'm, I was trying to think, like, even if you were like, somehow like using your own bandwidth and hosting it yourself and trying to support that many people. It's like, it just wouldn't get that. It just wouldn't be that much money. <laughs> no. And they were asking initially for a hundred thousand dollars and they got that in a day. Crazy. By the time this video went up, they were closing in on a million dollars. Man, he's just, he's putting up like Bernie Sanders crowdfunding numbers. You know, it's like that kind of enthusiasm. Yeah. And meanwhile, I did a Kickstarter in 2016, and I would still feel too guilty to ask people for money again in that way. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, like starting a Kickstarter, it's a real Greyhound bus ticket for one. So it's come to this kind of moment. I mean, it's not something you you want to be doing all the time. Like, oh, I can't. Well, when we get the next Kickstarter, it's like, okay, let's space them out. That's what some people do, though. Yeah. Like this case in point, I went and checked to see the progress on this crowdfunding campaign. There is now a new crowdfunding campaign for the phase six May 2020 portion of developing this platform. And that one so far has raised $133,000 of its $250,000 goal. So what is the idea behind this platform? Is it like a set of, uh, you know, hosting services that are uncensored? Is it a, a YouTube-like site that doesn't take things down? Is it just Patreon? No, Patreon. Oh, the one that gotcha. Was yeah, yeah. Like the Patreon clone that was set up for people who'd been deplatformed by Patreon. No, I, re I remember Richard Spencer's Patreon for the longest time had like 22 people <laughs> on it. <laughs> it was in his Twitter bio and just nobody, nobody ever signed up. But yeah, okay. So I got it. it's, Makes yeah, sense. it's like a, a YouTube where you can upload whatever you want and no one will say anything. But he made a bunch of different claims. First, he said that this is a completely separate entity from London Real. And then this guy in this Rebel Wisdom video looks into it and it turns out the company, the digital platform is owned by a company called Longstem Limited. That company owns London Real. Longstem Limited has one shareholder, Brian Rose. So he's just blatantly lying to people about the origins of this and basically saying the money's not going to me. Just invest if you want and it'll be a cool thing. Fucking ice teas on board. I'll play that quick. Freedom of speech, just watch what you say. Whenever you use somebody else's platform to get your message out, you can be censored by them. If I write in a magazine and I turn it in and that magazine has a guy called an editor, he's gonna determine what that magazine's positions are and if they wanna let it fly. If they think it's gonna mess with some of their ads or some of the, the people that, that pay to be on that site. So what you did was you made some people uncomfortable and it's their platform. 
We don't own the internet. Like people don't know, like you're on Instagram, you don't own Instagram. It's theirs. Uh, Facebook, it's theirs. Uh, Twitter, it's theirs. So they can just shut you down. So you got, you still kind of playing in a censored world. You know, you, you got to know that they still control it. Now, like what you said is if you create your own platform, then you can get it out, but you still don't own the internet. You see what I'm saying? So there still could be somebody that can still come over the top and somehow shuts you down. The only time you actually have free speech is when you and I are sitting in front of each other talking directly to each other. And we're back. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, Ice-T is an adamant supporter of this. Probably after years of not being able to curse on Law & Order SVU. (laughs) That's his digital freedom platform pages. Just he's (laughs) gotten the rights to all these old cuts of him improvising cursing dialogue and uh he recuts the whole show but it's just the dirty the dirty version you know i would watch the shit out of that that would make so much money that would that would do crazy numbers there was also another youtube channel that noted that this live stream he had scheduled which he said was completely independent of all the big tech companies uh this is a pure platform where you can do whatever you want he was actually just streaming it on daily motion which is just like a YouTube <laughs> clone using a free account. Oh man, that's too good. <laughs> so he raised nearly a million dollars to fund a live stream that was being run from a free account on daily motion to click three buttons to connect his Facebook accounts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. And like, he's doing all of this under the guise of, Oh, I'm protecting freedom of speech. I'm out here fighting no. the good fight. London real army or whatever, you know, he fucking calls his followers and according to public records long stem limited is deeply in debt also oh okay so this might be his kind of like hail mary move to become liquid again it kind of seems like it and like he's issued a bunch of follow-up videos and was like oh that was a head fake i can't let people know what i'm up to and it's like shut up you got caught lying dude no it was a head fake it was all part of the plan he totally trolled the libs dude in one of the videos he said he was going to conduct his interview with david ike from a secret bunker and that he was in that bunker and then people noticed it was just his the headquarters of his company you can't fucking promise bunkers and not deliver on it, man. I mean, everybody loves, you know, how much the, it'd be a worthwhile investment. You'd, you know how much more money you'd raise if they'd be like, well, this guy's already got a bunker. I mean, he's figured it out. He, he clearly is fighting a good fight. He lives underground in some sort of like desert styrofoam Saddam Hussein container. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's that's such a bummer, man. Yeah. How do you even get a bunker? Like it's like, like what's the point of like crowdfunding a huge amount of money from a bunch of like stupid people and then not enacting a big genius level scheme? Who does that to square up their credit card debt? Like, no, try to build like a jet helicopter. What the fuck are you doing with your life? Yeah, it's it's a really weird. Uh, I'll link to all of the videos so people can watch it and decide for yourself. But I feel like this dude just took what happened to David Icke and was like, I can get money out of these idiots over this. Yeah. And I feel like you see that a lot with conspiracy theory stuff. Like we did a bonus episode a while back about Illuminati symbols in Kubrick movies, which is a dumb fucking conspiracy too. And there was this guy who like had written four different books on it. He had YouTube videos you could buy about it. 
And it's just all the same information. Just repackaged, yeah. That you know he's just like milking a small core of supporters for money every fucking month. There, There is that thing when, when you find that one weird, you corner that one weird market and that one weird group of people that just comes reliant on having a relationship with you. You can really just churn out shit. You know, it's like you've seen it with any podcast you've been a fan of or something for a long time that's gone off the rails. Like, you know, look at look at what the Adam Carolla show has turned into from its. Uh, remember when that was like the only podcast? Yeah. And that was like the bit like, oh, hey, everyone's got to figure out what he's doing. And now it's just an absolute graveyard of, you know, ridiculous product reads and promotional tie-ins, I'm sure. So, you know, it's like anything else. It just happens on a smaller model train world kind of scale. Yeah. <laughs> We'll get there someday. Yeah, hey man, I it's coming. I'm gonna be down to like 200 Mean Boys fans when I'm 50, and I'll just be sending them feet pictures and weird, you know. Yeah, but w- erotic sexual memories of uh, Keith when he was alive and shit like that. <laughs> it's coming for all of us. Yeah, but by then you can charge like 150 a month or something. Oh yeah, yeah. It'll be great. Of the inflation, the hyperinflation that's coming from the economic war with China. So. I think that's our episode. I don't think coronavirus is caused by 5G. I do think there are people out there making money off the idea that coronavirus causes 5G. Uh, And if you're going to do that, build a bunker. All right. Build the fucking bunker. Follow through. What is the point of a secure location that's disclosed, really? Yeah. I still can't decide if I like, is this like, is this the route I need to take? as a conspiracy theory podcast, is that really how you monetize these things? You just fucking I, bleed your <laughs> listeners dry. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that's one way to play it. I like to think that the pitch here has always been that we have a little bit more respect for you in the audience, uh, than other places, but it, that can change you know, if that's what people want. <laughs> I'm more than happy to be a Dom, you know? <laughs> yeah. We will financially <laughs> dominate. You can spit. Will that bring our reviews up on iTunes? Oh, yeah. I mean, look, I, I, I appreciate every fan that I have, but it's like that relationship can evolve. And it's not like I can't find <laughs> things to resent about you people. Do not think that for a moment. There's plenty in the chamber. I just have to yeah. start uncorking the valve on you. We're, we're, here, we're here for you, listeners, whatever you need yeah, us to man. do. So that's our episode. Do we have anything to plug? You got any Zoom shows coming up? No, I don't have any Zoom shows coming up. Just get out the social media at Connor McSpadden on Twitter and Instagram, C-O-N-N-O-R, and then however you spell McSpadden. Uh, follow me on social media at Adam Todd Brown on Twitter and Instagram. Follow this podcast on Twitter at Conspirapops, and you can subscribe to get bonus episodes and ad-free episodes at patreon.com slash unpops or unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech you can subscribe to the whole network there or just this show or a bundle with some other shows the possibilities are endless motherfuckers pick and choose figure it out yeah it's the the future we all the the a la carte future we all wanted is fine create your own dollar shave box of adam with different (laughs) groups of people you've always dreamed uh and i think that's it let's get the fuck out of here connor say goodbye bye everybody goodbye everybody we love you (laughs) 